0: punctuation marks are the traffic signals of language. They tell us to slow down, notice this, take a detour, and stop. Lynn Truss. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee
1: Hull. And I'm Lee
0: Esses. We're getting down to the super basics today. We're going to be talking about punctuation,
1: As an action author, punctuation is super important to me. I pay a lot of attention in my writing to momentum. How long it takes to read something, how long it takes to move from one plot point to the next. Punctuation is a huge part of that. So learning English,
0: you learn how to use punctuation. You start to learn the rules. Unfortunately, that's not super common to hold
1: on to unless you are a writer. <laughs> I think we all know the pain of a misplaced comma. Uh,
0: Mostly apostrophes. <laughs> so I would say the most important thing when you are writing and trying to use punctuation is know the rules. Make sure you understand the rules of punctuation, because we can break them. We can use punctuation in a little bit more of a
1: free flow way. Especially if you're a fiction author.
0: Yes. If you plan to have your book go to audiobook, you need to consider what your punctuation will look like to an actor that is reading aloud, because they will use the punctuation to direct how they speak. Let's start big and then kind of work our way to the minutiae of punctuation. And we're going to be talking a little bit more than just the actual punctuation marks themselves but kind of the general structure of what a story looks like.
1: And that starts with paragraphing. So a paragraph is indicated by either a new scene, which a new scene is defined by a change in location or a change in time, or it's indicative of a response. Unless you have two characters doing something at the exact same time, you should have one character doing something one paragraph. When the next person responds, that's the next paragraph. With paragraphing, consider
0: the mediums that you're going to be publishing. If you're publishing in an ebook format, you're going to want shorter paragraphs than a traditional publishing format. Luckily, those shorter paragraphs do translate well to traditional publishing. But if you consider the screens that people are going to be reading ebooks on, they're going to be narrow, they're going to be the width of a cell phone.
1: Yeah, you can have one paragraph span several pages. So That's kind of a summary of how to do paragraphs. Let's break it down to sentences. I should have a noun and a verb and never start with conjunction, right?
0: Yes and no. This is one of those places where you need to know the rules in order to break it. Especially in fiction writing, there are appropriate times to write incomplete sentences. It really goes down to the feel and the flow of your story about which is better in the
1: voice of your character. If your character thinks very quickly and is rather intelligent, it's not just word choice, but sentence length. But if your character is less intelligent, having small words and small sentences will jolt it along in a very Shatner-esque kind of If you have a moment where you
0: kind of need to slow down time, where say somebody's getting shot, you can use short sentences, one word sentences that aren't a complete sentence to represent that slow down where you're like falling, falling, crash. That's a really terrible example, but it's the only thing one I can come up with. But it's that break, those hard stop periods that slow everything down. Conversely, that can help speed things up as well. If you're kind of
1: doing a He glanced around the room, vase, window, fire iron, bad guy. It helps speed it up. So it all depends on your word choice
0: and what punctuation you throw in there. So probably one of the most misused pieces of punctuation out there are the hyphen, the n dash, and the m-dash. That's N is in Nancy and M is in Mary. The hyphen is used to connect words
1: like mass-produced or overachiever. That is when you are using a phrase as a descriptor. If you are trying to connect officer-involved shooting, officer-involved is describing the shooting. More than one word, you're going to hyphenate that.
0: Hyphens are not the same thing as N-nancy dashes or M-mary dashes. I'm doing it that way because it's really hard to tell the difference between N and M when you're in an audio format. So when you are using an N Nancy dash, that is used for ranges. It's fairly uncommon in fiction writing. You'll see it a little bit more in nonfiction writing. If they're throwing in like a date range or open-ended
1: range, you have 1934 to present. So that can connect both numbers and words. Not just nineteen eighty four to nineteen ninety eight, but January through October of two thousand nineteen. And then your M Mary Dash is going to be what you see in a lot when of When characters f- interrupt each other? <sighs>
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see it is the replacement for a comma. So if you're gonna insert a different
1: phrase into a sentence, you'll use an M Mary Dash. And that'll be on either side of something that can be taken out. So after this episode, I'm going to go eat those chocolate chip cookies, which I got at the store, with some ice cream.
0: Yeah, so it's that breaking up to explain a little something else or to add a little bit more without confusing the reader. It's an aside to the reader. Sometimes I'll find phrases like this that use the em dashes that get me a little lost because that segment in the middle is a little too long. But it's actually fairly easy to recover from because I can go read the sentence up to the dash and then pick it up after the dash. It really does work better to separate that aside in your story than a comma does. Because commas are great, but a lot of people will skip over them while they're reading because they're so diminutive. That's another thing to talk about is commas. When to properly, and I say this with emphasis, properly use commas.
1: Let's eat, Grandma. Let's eat grandma or let's eat grandma. (laughs) Prevent cannibalism, use commas.
0: Yes. Commas can help really define subject, who you're talking to, what the actual point of the
1: sentence is. As an action author, I do reserve commas for slower scenes. I try to avoid them as much as possible for the fast scenes, the action, if there's a car crash or guns firing, a lot more periods. Commas will slow down what's going on in your scene.
0: Use commas lightly. If you can replace it with a new sentence, that's probably your better bet.
1: Yeah. I find a lot of my editing process comes down to taking out the comma and creating a new sentence with it. One thought, one sentence, as often as possible. So let's move on to another
0: very commonly misused piece of punctuation the apostrophe
1: any word that ends in s no matter what gets an apostrophe first right no 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 uh uh-uh. uh that that's
0: going to get you stabbed <laughs> there are always exceptions to this rule it's is one of those words that gets a lot of people if you are writing something that is plural there are no apostrophes so if you have cookies you're not going to have an apostrophe in cookies or cakes Unless you're saying, the cake's icing, because that means it's possessive, not plural. But what if it's possessive and plural? If it's possessive
1: and plural, the apostrophe goes at the end. So my sister, Christina, we call her Chris for short. If I'm going to Chris's house, ends in an S, apostrophe S?
0: Yes, because Chris is not plural. It is... Just that word. The only time your apostrophe goes at the end is if it is plural and possessive. Another piece of punctuation I often see that is overused are exclamation points. The only time you should use exclamation point is if they are truly shouting.
1: I'm going to make the call and just say no more than one per chapter.
0: If you're using it in someone's quote, you're better off not using the exclamation point and instead saying, shouted. Be really careful about using exclamation marks too much because if they're excited, you need to represent that in your
1: words, not in your punctuation. I would say basically everything we've said about exclamation points also applies to ellipses. Avoid using them at all costs. If a character is trailing off into silence and not being cut off by somebody else, If they're trailing off into silence, maybe ask your editor about if there should be four dots or three at that point, because that will change. But if at all possible, avoid using them, because it looks cheap. It looks amateur. The technical use of an ellipsis is to
0: represent that there is missing content. So in fiction, this is not going to be something you're going to use very often. Especially not to indicate a pause.
1: Commas? Or periods for pauses. Or a dialogue tag. I often will use a dialogue tag. Look at that, he said, staring out the window. Bluebird. You're forcing your audience to pause to read the dialogue tag and you're breaking up the momentum that way.
0: So, again, what we are telling you are the technical rules of punctuation. Learn the rules before you start breaking them.
1: Ultimately, Writing is about communication. You've heard me say this before. If you're communicating your concept to your reader, then you're good. But how the reader will read is via the rules. So breaking them has to be a choice.
0: If you are unintentionally breaking them in a bad way, it will slow your readers and they might just put your book down.
1: But what's more important than
0: any punctuation rules ever? Writing selfishly.